Hello, everybody. It's episode 344. This is our show from September 22nd, which is was a Tuesday. And uh, it's Bible stories, letter from Grandma. I think you're going to like it. Here we go. Now. 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 Hello. Happy, happy Tuesday, everyone, ladies and gentlemen. Just looking around for all my, I don't, I may not, I may, I may have missed. Have oh no, I've got my prime tool here. I need the need the flashlight for the children's Bible. Greetings, everyone. Welcome aboard. Uh, I'm just trying to be able to see you on the. Oh, excuse me. The fart machine's in full effect. I'm trying to be able to see you on the Facebook page on the iPad, so I can see the comments and know all the stories about what's happening. I think I have to reload that. <sighs> time, 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 time is ticking away. I have to say, today was not my favorite day, but I did have coffee with a friend this morning. That kind of got me off to a better start. And then I got home, I was feeling a little bit down, and uh, Belinda was going to the beach, and I did manage to go to the beach for a minute. Let's say hello to everyone. Keys. <laughs> Pants that got away. Julie, greetings. Sue, greetings. Keith, hello to Florida. Rachel, uh, Jen got a second interview for a job. And that's on lockdown in her spare room. That's pretty awesome. Congratulations. I don't see Jen in here yet. But uh, Christopher, hello. Jeff, David, greetings. Darren, hello. Scott, yes, I made it on time. You made it on time. I'm wearing my shirt that I've been using for another thing that I'm doing. I didn't get my ears lowered. I just got my hair wet. I've just come out of the uh, the sea, the ocean. I'm going to reach down. Well, I don't have to reach down just yet. I've come out of the ocean, uh, was down there for a swim with uh, Lady Jerry and some other friends, sporting my giant uh, half-gallon flask with my Yosemite sticker on the front. Mm. living the dream. Staying hydrated and living the dream. So, it's Tuesday. Oh, man, I was a little worried about the show, but then once I got in the ocean, things things seemed different, I have to say. Let me, do, let me just give you a little recap. This morning, I woke up and the fun meter was away low. But then I went down, I got in the ocean, and at first I didn't like it. I, at first at first I got in the ocean, I thought, well, this isn't the result I was hoping for, but it's gotten a little bit better. And then now, after I've come home and had a shower, bam, I'm at a fun meter at the maximum. I do miss Lady Jerry, but she's down, she's still down in, in the water. She's submerged in the water. <laughs> Let's turn the day around. I'm two hours behind you. Good. Rich. Happy, happy to have some help. Two days ahead. Ed, greetings from to Oakland. Jones here. Uh, so, what have I got? I've got today's Bible story. And normally, I do like to read the Bible story ahead of time because um, because I like to know where I'm going. And unfortunately, uh, the time I had allotted to do that was the hour prior to the show, which I happened to spend in the ocean and then in the shower. So um I'm I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get caught up in this now. Um <clears throat> Native Lions work whether you want them to or not, right Scott? Right? I believe it. 
I believe it. The water temperature in Santa Monica, Ed, is about, uh, I think Belinda said it was 66, 68. So it's refreshing. It's brisk when you first get in, but, uh, but you can handle it. Maybe the flashlight's a little bright for the children's Bible. I'm not sure that this is the, this is the right choice of light. I do have another flashlight which can be used for this purpose. <laughs> this is the magnetized under the sink flashlight. Ah. Oh. So, Jonah and the Great Fish, which is a little bit of a misnomer, and I mean, people would love to correct you uh, that a fish, a whale is not a fish. Now, this is a picture of a whale, and uh, this is the picture of the fish that they're talking about here. That's, that's more of a conventional type of fish, and the size of the boat compared to the fish, it doesn't seem like the fish is going to be, the fish is not going to swallow the boat, but it could uh, swallow uh, a person, I guess, and Jonah... Jonah survived after being swallowed for three days in the fish, according here. The fish, in quotes, that Jonah may have been uh, a sperm whale. These whales are known to visit the eastern Mediterranean Sea uh, with large throats. They can swallow a body of a man whole. Well, let's, let's not get into whether or not uh, anybody got actually swallowed by a whale or survived for three days, because... Um, these whales don't eat uh, big giant animals, uh, according to my understanding of them, and uh, and also, well, here we go. God told his prophet Jonah, ah, to go to Nineveh and warn the people there to turn away from their wickedness. People are always turning to wickedness, and they've got to be to told to turn away from it, and. Uh, God loves to send prophets and people for this job instead instead of just being a booming voice in the sky. Like, that's enough with that wickedness. That could have solved the problem, but God likes to do it his way. Uh, Jonah disliked the Ninevites and did not want to hear uh, God's message. And so he went instead to Joppa. And there he found a berth on a ship sailing to Tarshish. Wow, Jonah's really trying to get out of this job. It's weird that God picked this guy. He's not into it. So he's got a problem with the wicked dudes in Nineveh, and he picks Jonah, who is, let's say, unreliable at best, and a downright scoundrel at worst. And as soon as the ship gets out to sea, God sends a great wind that whipped the water up into a storm, and it seemed that the ship would break apart. The sailors, terrified, threw everything they could uh, overboard, to lighten the load. The captain went below, where he found Jonah fast asleep. Now, I don't know who this Jonah is, but the idea that he can sleep in a storm at sea like this tells me that he's more of a sailor, and he should be up on deck helping everybody. So the captain says, wake up and pray to your God to save us, he cried. <laughs> I mean, Jonah probably wanted to say, hey, look, look um, I, it's not really a good time for me to be asking God for a favor. <laughs> because I'm not doing what he wanted me to do. I'm supposed to be in Nineveh right now. Meanwhile, the sailors on de deck were drawing drawing lots to discover who among them was the cause of the storm. Wow, this is some weird meteoro meteorology going on in Bible times. <laughs> like, look, we can't figure out what's causing this weather. Uh, it's probably not air currents or anything like that. It's probably one of you a-holes. Um, so let's draw straws and figure it out. Instead, I think a personal interview to figure out what they've all been up to would be better if you think one of the sailors is the cause of the storm. But who am I? And this is, in fact, a Bible story, not a Jake story. So, uh, yes, he said, I'm the cause of the trouble 
I am an Israelite and I ran away from the Lord. Throw me over the side and the storm will die down. So at least Jonah is stepping up and taking responsibility, which is something that, look, we could use a little bit more of in this day and age. Um, at first the men hesitated and tried to row the ship toward the shore, but uh, the waves grew higher and the wind screamed louder and they took hold of Jonah and threw him into the sea. So they gave it a shot, but then it's like, no, you're right, Jonah, you're going in the drink. Uh, at once the wind dropped and the water grew calm. Problem solved. So as Jonah swam in the sea, he was swallowed by a giant fish. So out of the hurricane and into the belly of the fish. For three days and nights, he remained in its belly, praying to God and thanking the Lord for keeping him alive until the fish vomited Jonah onto dry land. So this is basically, uh, you could do, we, God's like, we could do this the hard way or the easy way. You could go to Nineveh and tell these guys to cut it out with their wickedness, or you could spend three nights in a whale. Your choice. Again, the Lord told Jonah to go to Nineveh, and this time he went, <laughs> surprise, and warned the people that their city would be destroyed. And uh, he's got some credibility. Look, I just spent three nights in the belly of a fish. So this guy is not kidding around. You guys need to straighten up. The king and all the subjects, knowing that they had done wrong, begged God to spare them and promised that they would mend their ways. God heard their prayers and resolved not to harm them. Jonah, however, was angry that the city was was to be spared. <laughs> like, look, I spent three nights in a whale for nothing? Um, so, he built himself a shelter outside the city walls, meaning to stay there until Nineveh fell. God, watching over him, made a vine grow up to shade Jonah from the sun. So, God is really trying to help him out now. Um, but the next morning, God sent a worm that fed on the roots of the vine until it withered and died. This God's a really <laughs> practical joker here. First the whale, now this weird vine trick. So the sun grew so hot and stifling, and the wind blew from the east until Jonah was suffering so much he wished himself dead. Well, you had your chance when you were in the belly of that fish. Why are you angry that the vine has withered, God asked him. Why do you care about a vine that you neither planted nor watered? while you resent my care for the well-being of a city of thousands of souls. And you've refused to go there at first. That's Didn't you learn anything in the belly of that whale? Uh, and I think that's the end of the Bible. That's the end of Jonah and the great fish in here in the children's Bible. Uh, there, is, uh, there is a little picture of uh, the modern part of a wall that once surrounded Nineveh, the capital of Assyria. Uh, the wall was eight miles long and parks uh, and many grand buildings once lay within these walls. So here's a little, this is a picture of the wall. Uh, this, is, this is the, well, here, this is the wall surrounding uh, Nineveh. So how was that? A good, good Bible story? What's the moral of that story? The first time God tells you to do something, you should do it. And, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, how, how did Jonah not know that? Anyway. I hope we've all learned something. Um, <laughs> oh, let's see. Where are we? What happened? So people are talking. People are saying hello. Um, people are talking about native ions. Happiest. 
of happy World Rhino Day, Brad. Well, that's good news. It's World Rhino Day. I don't know if you have as many facts about rhinos as you did about camels, but uh, yeah, World Rhino Day. I have to tell Belinda, because she's always on about the poaching. These rhino poachers, you talk about some a-holes. You think Jonah can't get a clue. What the hell is up with these rhino poachers? Uh, oh, Darren, you're so sweet. If there's any reason you don't need to do the show, uh, you're cool with it. Well, that's very nice of you to say. But I'm trying to stick to uh, what I've said that I was going to do. And also, I have to say, this show is giving me a good um, um, a good kind of frame of reference on my day. Because a lot of times, you can't remember what day it is. And you don't have really any specific schedule. But... I've got this coming up at 3 o'clock, and as much as sometimes it feels like, oh, God, i got to do that, it does also feel good to, like, oh, I've got to do that. I have a thing that I have to do. Uh, I used to have to go to go to gigs. Uh, Keys is asking, do we need a search party for Jen? Um, so, no, Jen is, Jen is in quarantine at her house, and she's sick, and I don't think she's feeling too well. I, I had an email exchange with her last night, and uh, I, haven't, I haven't looked today to see if she would... Um, <clears throat> check back to back with me uh, has checked back with me. But if anyone is in touch with Joan or you want to or Jen and you want to send Jen a message here uh, or in the face group group chat, uh, you should connect with her and wish her well. But she she does have the coronavirus and so she's she's battling that at home right now. And I hope she's not feeling too poorly. Um, all right, we need a new president who accepts some responsibility. Rich, you are a psychic, my friend. Uh, uh, okay, beer in the Bible, <laughs> Dag Gadol. Um, I'm going to Google Dag Gadol after the show keys, but yeah, the giant, it's giant fish. That's what they say. Oh, Jen, here you are. Oh my God. Now, now, now I've been talking about you and you've been here this whole time. Oh good, you do feel better. I'm glad to hear Jen feels better. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, the light, the light. I have to say that I do prefer this new light for reading the uh, children's Bible story. It's a little less bright than the other one, and it does give that spooky upglow. Anyway, we've got a letter from Grandma. Uh, Scott saying, "Does the kids' Bible have the Absalom story creepier than Samson? Features a vain kind of evil leader." Well, I don't know, but I'll check into that. Oh man, this is a real treasure trove. So today's letters from Grandma. It's from 1984, as I mentioned yesterday, and it's a thick one. It's a spring letter from March, and it's got all of these uh, comics and... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. There's a coupon here for 25 cents off on northern toilet tissue. <laughs> and another coupon here for 20 cents off on delicious Velveeta cheese. <laughs> so... Grandma's really looking out for me. Oh, and then here's another coupon, 50 cents off on uh, bold laundry detergent. And another, uh, no, that's it. I guess you got to fill in your name and address to take advantage of that coupon. What a great letter from Grandma Day. And then uh, then we've got some topics of the times. I'll save, the, I'll save these for tomorrow because I know Belinda always likes the motivational uh, <laughs> lawn clippings. Um, oh, God. Many things difficult to design prove easy to perform. Hmm. I'm not sure what that even means, but that's just a that's just a hint as to what we've got in store for us later in the week when we look at some of the letters from Grandma tidbits. Um, oh, I don't know how I keep not being at the bottom of the chat here. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a letter from Grammy. 
Jenna. <laughs> That's a good gift. Jen, the dog, the lady dog, lady dog walker. Um, Rachel is asking my sister if she has letters from Grandma, too. She may. I'm not sure if she saved them the way I did. But, yeah, when I run out, I'm going to be looking to sue for some extra letters from Grandma, maybe. Uh, so here we go. February, this, oh, I, it was postmarked March, but it's February 18th is the date that's on the letter. Uh, thank you for the Valentine. It's so nice to hear from you and what you are doing. I'm glad your comedy skits were well received. Mm, if only I could go out and do some comedy skits now. I'd really love that. It is raining today, and uh, I understand Kansas had a s snowstorm. It was snowing. Oh, I understand they drilled two wells on the farm, but they were dry. No oil. <laughs> they have some farmland in Kansas, and they drilled for oil. It seems like lots of money for uh, spacewalking, but uh, the U.S. can do it if others countries can. Hmm. I don't know. She's she's a little down on our, our moon moon missions, but it is 1984, so she's going to have to get over that. Uh, I think all of the U.S. boys should be brought to U.S. from Lebanon. That ship is close to. I just hope Reagan or Democrat doesn't start a war in Honduras or Argentina. Well, we dodged that one. Uh, grandma's fears were not realized. Talk to Grandma Jay, the other grandma. Uh, they were going to have pancakes for dinner. She walks with a walker. Grandpa Jay doesn't like those meals on wheels, but Grandma says they aren't so bad. Meat, mashed potatoes, string beans, pear sauce one day. Um, she was so happy you and uh, you sent them a letter on Valentine's. I guess I sent them a letter too. Perhaps Maxine and Lyle, my aunt and uncle, my dad's brother and his wife, uh, will soon be home. March 3rd. We sent mother some pictures. She said they arrived home the 15th. Frida, that was our that was our dog, hardly knew her, and her leg was so weak, but she was getting better. Um, legs were weak. My mom had varicose veins, and she had surgery. She's fine. She's fine now. Uh, this is from 1984, as I will remind you. Okay, uh, March 2nd, went to World of Prayer and stopped to see uh, the Johansons. They bought groceries, and Grandma had her hair done. They still go for ribs at that place on Tuesday at 5 o'clock. That place is in Conrad, Iowa, and it was really fun. You get to cook your own steak. But uh, I'm not, I, don't, I, I went there probably 10 years ago again, and they were still there. But I don't know if they're there now. Anyway, Grandpa went to the Methodist Church and got five pounds of cheese, <laughs> plus a jar of honey. He's going to give Marjorie some cheese. This is the government cheese that was so famous. Half of it, when she gets home, she had her knee operated on. Flu has been bad here. Tell me about it, Grandma. Uh, potluck at church, March 4th. They had le uh, letters from um, Gary in Africa. That's one of my cousins. Some of his men were shot. Oh, Gary worked for uh, ExxonMobil. He and... Uh, Sue, his wife, slept in an empty building one night. Oh, it sounds like they were on the run. Boy, this is some dangerous stuff I didn't even know about in 1984. 
if, except for the fact that I must have read this letter, so I did know about it. He has asked for some uh, paratroopers. Jesus! Christmas! Uh, we know uh, Sister Lorraine missionary in Africa, too. Oh, so Grandma's got some connections in Africa. Uh, hospitals don't seem to be so full. Some are closing floors. A beautiful day today and didn't have to wear overshoes to get to the car, March 2nd. But rain, maybe some snow Sunday, March 4th. Um, our snow in the street and backyard is melting. It's good to know, Grandma. Thank you. Uh, good luck and hope you have more comedy skits. I love you and Susan very much. Love, Grandma. March 5th. This is like a P.S. Grandma Johansson fell yesterday, A.M., and they took her to the Marshalltown Hospital. She didn't seem to know where she was and dehydrated. The doctor didn't think she had any broken bones. Ray, that's my uncle, and his wife uh, took Grandpa Jay home last night. Uh, it did snow a little bit on March 4th. Ray and wife and grandpa were going this mor Monday morning again to see grandma. Okay, well, there's a lot of this. This is a particularly beery, busy beery. <laughs> it's a pretty busy letter from grandma. There's a lot going on. People are going out to restaurants for ribs. Um, other grandma has fallen down. Had I don't, I, as I recall, she didn't break her uh, hip. She was okay. Um, we could go to a letter from Charlotte, Aunt Charlotte, who's also included in there, to see if there's any more information. Here we go. Grandma said she had a letter ready to be mailed to you, so I thought I'd say hi also. Grandma Johansson is in the hospital at Marshalltown. She fell in the house. She's rather poorly on her feet. Anyway, she's in the hospital at Marshalltown for a checkup, etc. No bones were broken. Oh, finally, we really confirmed no bones were broken. Uh, and then she gives me the, the address of the hospital in case I wanted to send a card. These are the old days when you go to the hospital and they would actually keep you there. And unlike now, where they bring you in, give you an aspirin, take your temperature, and then shove you out the back door. We enjoyed your Valentine, and so did the Johansons. We stopped to visit with them last Friday. She fell Sunday morning, um, I guess, while getting out of bed. She's got lots of good care and food at the hospital. How's your kitty? I have another tomcat around here that I feed. Grandma has an appointment at the dentist Wednesday. I can't believe Grandma didn't tell us about that. <laughs> she may have a wisdom tooth pulled. Oh my God! This is my grandma's got to be <laughs> got to be seventy years old at this time, getting a wisdom tooth pulled. Had any more gigs lately? She puts gigs in question in quotation marks, but God love her. This is the aunt who always wants me to go back to college, but she is saying gigs. Your mom said Sue, Sue what, has spring break starting Friday. Don't know for how long. We enjoy hearing from you. Love, Charlotte. So, uh, Charlotte's cleared up the mystery uh, that uh, the other grandma is okay. Thank goodness. I don't really know exactly what's going on. Um, Uma made a hatch chicken's chili chicken soup. That sounds really good. <laughs> Jen, Jen wants some of the soup. Yeah, please. If anyone is starting any mail, soup mail, mail out soup business, uh, I would like to subscribe to that. Um, Jeff, you say you've got letters from your mother that she wrote when she was in college, uh, but she's still alive, so it's not the same. Yeah, well, Jeff, you hang on to those letters, because I have to tell you, uh, saving these letters was something that I didn't realize 
was going to reward me or us in this in this way. Um, and I have to say, one of the ones that I read first to Belinda that I haven't read on the show is one of my favorites. I'm going to see if I can find that, and we'll do that for the finale. When I'm out of letters, before I have to start over, we'll read that one. Um, Betsy says, today is her mom's birthday. Your mom is 95. Oh, my goodness. Three years older than her mother was when she died. We're having her party on Zoom tonight. No candles. Yeah, no candles. No, you don't. When you're 95, you don't have to have a job. You just get the cake, right? Well, please wish your mom a happy birthday for me. Uh, I think that's so exciting to even even though it's a virtual birthday party, 95. What an achievement! Uh, I feel like the over under, as far as myself, when I feel like when I, uh, of course, I feel like I'm in bonus time right now. But I feel like the over under for bonus time is around 84. I may have said that before on the show. I think that's roughly when Paul Newman died, and you know that guy was taking care of himself. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want the address a get well card Darren you can't send a get well card to my grandma where she is <laughs> yeah, that's she's 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 uh, she's clocked out she's going to the next level um Oh, I see. Josh, you're reposting from earlier in the chat. Thank you. Well, when I'm busy with the letter from Grandma on the Bible store, I can't really say. Uh, today is National Voter Registration Day. I would invite people to check online if they're registered and make a plan for voting and find about about dropping off ballot options in your area. Yes, thank you, Josh. That is a good idea. I feel like all of us here at uh, the Daily Briefing are well aware that it is a good idea to vote. And if we're not, <laughs> I'd like to make us all well aware it's a good idea to vote. So it's super, super easy to vote. Every time I go on Instagram, it's like, you live in California, you want to register to vote? I'm like, I'm all, I don't know. How, there's no thing that says I'm already registered Instagram. But uh, yes, please go out and register. And, and the voting plan, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, you need to have a voting plan this year because if you're going to vote by mail, you need to get that ba- ballot sent to you. Then some people want to take their mail-in ballot to the polling place. Other people are more feeling like they want to just mail it in and not have to deal with anything and send it off. But if you're going to do that, you want to fill it out and send it off sooner rather than later. Uh, These are all public service uh, things that I'm sure that you all know. But yes, good point, Josh. Let's all register to vote. Let's make sure and vote. And even if you disagree with me about who you want to vote for, you should still vote because I'm voting. (laughs) If you don't vote, Nobody's canceling me out. Well, somebody somebody probably is canceling me out, but they can't cancel all of us out. Everybody needs to vo- vote. Everybody needs to have at least that little part of their voice heard. So let's do that. Um, Uma has some wicked things she makes. Chicken pot pie is insane. Uma, maybe, maybe a chicken pot pie re- recipe in the chat. I'd love that. Uh, look at Jake in 1990 Comic Relief. What a killer lineup. Yeah, that was a big year for me. That uh, I think that was a year where they had um, the cast of the Mary Tyler Moore Show was there, and uh, I, I, I think I think I want to say that I met Carl Reiner at that, and he knew who I was. I had just had a special out, but I can't say that may just be some foggy thing that I wish happened, but I think it happened. Uh, Jen says nine six. Oh, <laughs> Jen, you put your address out. Um, please send Jen some soup. She's put her address right in the chat. <laughs> so if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can, uh, you know, because I put the audio out of this on the podcast. Podcast listeners, you'll have to go to the Facebook chat 
to get Jen's address if you want to send her some soup. Um, okay. Worked in TI. I'm not sure what TI is, but uh, I know what IT is. <laughs> Uh, Flavia says, I'll have to watch the replay of today's show. Missed it, had errands. Uh, still nice to get a few minutes into the live show. Yes, Flavia, well, it's good to have you aboard. Uh, it was a heck of a Bible story today. I can I can just say that. Jen has done everything. Um, <laughs> and you've ridden hard and put away wet, Jen. Well, you're doing a great job. I can show you a picture of me from New Year's Eve. I've got a poster here. Um, before we go, uh, several copies of this poster. This is from New Year's Eve. Oh, laugh your way into 1986 at your favorite comedy club, The Other Cafe. Used to be at the corner of Carl and Cole in San Francisco. And uh, obviously, that's me. Uh, that That's Paula Poundstone. This is the great Kevin Meany. Uh, rest in peace. And this guy, Jeremy Kramer... Oh my God! If if they get a time machine and you go back to 1986 and go see 1986 Jeremy Kramer, holy cow! I mean, he I think he's still doing sets places, but man, this guy was ahead of his time and and it just so awesome. This this, I mean, I'm not bragging myself up, but this show for me to be a part of this show, uh, it was such a great night. Two shows at seven and nine thirty. Ten dollars for the seven o'clock show. Twenty five dollars. This is a New Year's Eve show. What a deal. Uh, unfortunately, you're going to have to get $1986 to pay for that. Um, oh, you like the orange pants. Yes, well, these orange pants I got from uh, my friend, Dr. Dr. Chris Ryan. He was over the other day uh, <laughs> for dinner, and I said, man, I, I like those pants. And the next day, he washed them off and gave them to me. So uh, he's a great guy. He's written the... The book that we... Sex at Dawn is his famous book, but his most recent book is also pretty fantastic. This is The Dust Jacket, uh, Civilized to Death. You can check that out. And so that's... Sorry, I didn't hold that up for very long. Christopher Ryan, um, Civilized to Death. Uh, it's pretty great. And, I, and there's a T-shirt available with this chimp eating a cheeseburger on the front. And those are his pants. It's a little pants story for you. little bonus pants story. Um... When did I give up the Buddy Holly look, Keys? Uh, well, I, I think I grew my hair out. Uh, I grew, my hair went long in uh, 1990. Excuse me, I had a heartbreak. And if you watch that special, this will take about an hour. I've got the long hair, and I talk about having my heart broken by this woman. And when that happened, I grew my hair long. I don't know what I was thinking, become a rock star, just stop getting haircuts. Um Wow, Ed, you got to meet Norman Lear at the Groundling Show in L.A. last summer. That would be spectacular. I've got a friend who's dealing with uh, with uh, with um, um, Norman Lear uh, recently on a project that they might do together. So he's he's still creating and making things. Yeah, Josh, thank you. That was a, that was a really amazing uh, New Year's Eve show. Um, uh, Oh, Ed, you're saying you wouldn't be surprised if you were there in 1986. Well, uh, in which case, uh, if we get a time machine and we go back to watch my show, <laughs> we can have a drink together afterwards. Or maybe we'll just do that in present time the next time I'm where you are. Um, all right. Um, 
Jen, you cried when Kevin Meany died. Man, so did I. Uh, Kevin Meany, I mean, I, I was I was lucky enough to be able to call him a friend and, and spend a, a, a little bit of time with him, you know, outside of when we were working and on stage. God, he just would make you laugh so hard. So uh, if you're looking for cheering up, Google Kevin Meany and watch some YouTube. Um, uh, all right. Keys says, well, Jake, if you're in need of pants, you're talking to the right guy right here. <laughs> yeah, well, Keys, I guess I get to, I need to know your size, if we could be pants, pants bros. Um, yeah, Rich, we all had long hair, hair in the 90s. All right, so I missed the seize the day yesterday, which I feel kind of bad about, but we were so caught up in the show, and, uh, and I, and I just, uh, I just uh, forgot the uh, seize the day yesterday, so Maybe we can do two Seize the Days today. Um, our first Seize the Day, since we talked about comedy, will be... Um, yes, Josh. Uh, Kevin used to do a thing that's similar to Jim Gaffigan's thing, where he would he talks, he pretends to be the audience talking about something that he just did on stage. Yes, that's right. You're, I, I, I agree with that analysis. Um, Jim Gaffigan, also, though, unbelievably great comic. Um... All right, so today's uh, Seize the Day. Today's first Seize the Day is from Phyllis Diller. A stand-up comic is judged by every line. Singers get applause at the end of their song, no matter how bad they are. <laughs> Phyllis, with a little cynical Seize the Day. A stand-up comic is judged by every line. Singers get applause at the end of their song, no matter how bad they are. Well, Phyllis, I would retort to you in in print form and today's Seize the Day, and it, it's not... Retorting to the season today is really bad etiquette, but I have to here. I have to say, um, I have to say yes. Well, I have seen my share of comedians who can kind of do mediocre the whole show, and then at the very end, they've got a showstopper killer thing where they do a Jack Nicholson impression, which is old school, or some guitar song parody that's that's sort of lame and stock or or they have one juggling thing that they can do and they get a round of applause and oftentimes almost a standing ovation because their finish is so strong but the whole show they're sort of mediocre so anyway I'm, I don't know I don't want to badmouth singers I wish if I could sing a song though that I would finish my show with the song I, w I wouldn't might open and close the show with a song if I could um Keys, you're not sure what your friends are going to say when you say that Jake is a pants bro? Well, you'd only tell that to people who can appreciate it. Not everybody has to know about you and me and our pants brotherhood. Um, Darren, you're sweet uh, thanking me for leaving the ocean behind to be here, but uh, it's uh, mutual, my brother. Um, <laughs> Jen, you're saying don't bother talking to Phyllis. She's dead. Well, yes, I get it, but uh, I talk to dead people all the time. The older the, the older you get, the more conversations with dead people you need to have. Most most of the things I'm saying to dead people are nice things about missing them and wishing that I could tell them about something that happened that day. But there's no need to get maudlin at the end of the show. This is turning out to be a long one. Today's final seize today is from Rachel E. Goodrich. Today's a brand new day. A perfectly good reason to get up and start over. Never give up. That's what Rachel is saying. Never give up. All right. So Rachel says that. I say that. Don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to do that later. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, tomorrow's hump day. So we'll be back tomorrow. Um, uh, 
I'll probably still be wearing these pants because I'm loving them. And uh, pants can last a long time during Varinus. I'm not doing a lot of pants dirtying activities. In fact, I was wearing a bathing suit for about half of, half of today. All right. See you tomorrow, everybody. Thanks again. Love to love you. Oh, yes. Love to love you. Still wearing the same pants. All right. That's our show. Don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. Of course you know that.